Late on Saturday, Vatican News, the official news website of the Holy See, published an article, and it's not really an article, they published something called the Spiritual Testament of Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI. And at first, you, when you read it, it looks like he, it's his final words to the world. It's not. What it, this is is something he wrote back in 2006 that reads as if he expected to go before our Lord at any time. It's an interesting, it's an interesting sort of implication there, I think, in light of everything that ended up happening afterwards. But I think this is appropriate when we think about, you know, the legacy of Benedict XVI, what his role in everything was, what his motives were, everything. So there's a lot of people who have mixed feelings about him, I myself included. But this is a beautiful document nonetheless. So I'm just going to get out of the way and present to you the words of the late Pope Benedict XVI. Spiritual Testament of Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI. The Holy See releases the Spiritual Testament of Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, dated the 29th of August, 2006. My Spiritual Testament. When, at this late hour of my life, I look back on the decades I have wandered through, I see, first of all, how much reason I have to give thanks. Above all, I thank God himself, the giver of all good gifts, who has given me life and guided me through all kinds of confusion, who has always picked me up when I began to slip, who has always given me anew the light of his countenance. In retrospect, I see and understand that even the dark and arduous stretches of this path were for my salvation, and that he guided me well in those very stretches. I thank my parents who gave me life in difficult times and prepared a wonderful home for me with their love, which shines through all my days as a bright light until today. My father's clear-sighted faith taught us brothers and sisters to believe and stood firm as a guide in the midst of all my scientific knowledge. My mother's heartfelt piety and great kindness remained a legacy for which I cannot thank her enough. My sister has served me selflessly and full of kind concern for decades. My brother has always paved the way for me with clear-sightedness of his judgments, with his powerful determination, and with the cheerfulness of his heart, without this ever new going ahead and going along. I would not have been able to find the right path. I thank God from the bottom of my heart for the many friends, men and women, whom he has always placed at my side, for the co-workers at all stages of my path, for the teachers and students he has given me. I gratefully entrust them all to his goodness, and I would like to thank the Lord for my beautiful home in the Bavarian foothills of the Alps, in which I was able to see the splendor of the Creator himself shining through time and again. I thank the people of my homeland for allowing me to experience the beauty of faith time and again. I pray that our country will remain a country of faith, and I ask you, dear compatriots, not to let your faith be distracted. Finally, I thank God for all the beauty I was able to experience during the various stages of my journey, but especially in Rome and in Italy, which has become my second home. I ask for forgiveness from the bottom of my heart for, from all those whom I have wronged in some way. What I said earlier of my compatriots, I now say to all of you who entrusted to my service in the church, stand firm in the faith. Do not be confused. Often it seems as if science on the one hand, the natural sciences, on the other, historical research, especially the exegesis of the Holy Scriptures, has irrefutable insights to offer that are contrary to the Catholic faith. 
I've witnessed from times long past the changes in natural science and have seen how apparent certainties against the faith vanished, proving themselves not to be science but philosophical interpretations, only apparently belonging to science. Just as, moreover, it is in dialogue with the natural sciences that faith has learned to understand the limits of the scope of its affirmations, and thus its own specificity. For 60 years now I have accompanied the path of theology, especially biblical studies, and have seen seemingly unshakable theses collapse with the changing generations, which turned out to be mere hypotheses, the liberal generation, the existentialist generation, the Marxist generation. I have seen and see how out of the tangle of hypotheses, the reasonableness of faith has emerged and is emerging anew. Jesus Christ is truly the way, the truth, and the life, and the church, in all her shortcomings, is truly his body. Finally, I humbly ask, pray for me, so that, that the Lord may admit me to the eternal dwellings, despite all my sins and shortcomings. For the, all those entrusted to me, my heartfelt prayer goes out day after day. Signed, Benedict the Fifteenth, August 29th, 2006. And you can see why they would publish this on the day of his passing. This was almost written with the expectation of his own judgment, as if he expected it much sooner than it turned out to be. But 2006 was not really that long ago, especially not when you are, have had a long life like Benedict had and, he, and saw all the changes in the world that he saw. 2006 to 2022 was not very long. I'm not going to say much more than that. Just let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please. Today is the Feast of the Circumcision on the old calendar, and as well as it's the Feast of the Motherhood of God, essentially, today. So remember to offer prayers for the repose of the soul of Benedict XVI. He asked for them here in this letter, 16 years before his passing. So pray for the repose of his soul, and remember the indulgences that are offered today. Let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please. and. Uh, as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.